to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Anyway, a good soldier, part four. I'm going to start it out, just read the passage to you, where Paul is talking about um, putting on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6 and 14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shooed or shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. Word of God. Amen. And we know this is figurative. This is uh, spiritual. And so you can't take the Bible to your hand. Amen. And amen. Where this is all figurative, but it's spiritual. And so this is something that you have to do. This is a daily practice that you have to uh, continue with as well. Lawrence girt with truth. You got to know truth. Righteousness. You got to know right alignment. Preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to have peace. You, you have peace by making what? Making what? Good decisions. Shield of faith. You got to have faith. Faith is the shield because faith makes all of this happen. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Then you got to have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. These are things that we need every day to do battle in this realm. Amen? Amen. A good soldier will be hurt in battle. He must wear protective gear to minimize attacks. Notice I said minimize because you are going to suffer attacks. Amen? How many of you know? For the cause of Christ, you will suffer persecution. Amen. Sometimes it's not your fault at all. Sometimes it makes no sense at all. Sometimes you wonder why me. Well, it's a fight. Amen. And when we're fighting, you will be attacked. So to minimize attacks from the opposing side, we must wear protective gear. First Peter 3 and 14. But. And if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled because it's going to happen. So don't let it throw you off track, knock you off the path. Don't be surprised by it, but be happy because when you're suffering for righteousness, you know, you are suffering for the cause of Christ. Amen. 
an effective soldier must have offensive and defensive strategies in order to fight principalities and spiritual wickedness. Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. It would be easy if it was flesh and blood, wouldn't it? It would be easy because you just kill them and they're gone. It's not flesh and blood. It's principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness where? In high places. This is what we're fighting against. So these things require us to have defense as well as offense. Amen. Any sports you watch, you got to have both. Yeah, we can do the speaking in tongues and casting out the devils and, you know, all the offensive things where we just talking and preaching and talking and walking and preaching. But then you have to be able to defend yourself from attacks, defend yourself from uh, uh, persecution, defend yourself from things that people say, defend yourself from the, your past and what you've been through and what happened to you and how you got here. What happened with your mom and daddy? All of those things require defense. We must put on the whole armor of God to stand against the enemy and fight the what? The good fight of what? Faith. Faith, because faith makes it all real. First Timothy 6 and 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So let's line up these um, uh, things that are mentioned. These uh, items that are mentioned actually in Ephesians 6. Telling us uh, which ones to put on. We're going we're gonna to speak about each one of them. This is going to help you a whole lot. This lesson should have been taught to you. Some, some of you it may have when you were very young. But a lot of you have been going around without even knowing how to defend yourself. And that's why you take so many blows. That's why you have so many bouts with depression and self uh, 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 worth, worthlessness and you know low self worth. Those kinds of things. You battle those things because you don't know how to protect yourself. And the enemy knows he knows your buttons. Amen. So he knows how to push your buttons and get you down. So the minute you happy and Lord did this and God is good, he'll come with that same thing that drags you all the way down to your face. And have you crying and wishing you weren't here. Amen. Well, we got to know how to defend ourselves from those things because we don't want the enemy to find an area in our lives that will constantly pull us down. Amen. Everybody's been through something. Look at somebody and say, I've been through something. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm going through something. We've all been through something. We're all going through something. We all got here. I mean, I don't think there was a perfect situation where any of us came into the world. I mean, we all came, like, like, uh, like uh, David said, we were born, shaping in iniquity. I mean, it was a mess before we even got here. And then we just came in here all willy-nilly and somebody did. I mean, the folks thought they were just having a baby. Ah, look at the baby. That's a child with a mind. And if you don't put the right thing in there, I mean, it starts with the way the child was born. Amen. Amen. The child born without a a father and a mother in the home. Then the child starting out with a deficit. Amen. You can say he's cute all you want. Ah, look at him. Cute, cute. But if you don't put the right things in that baby and make up for that deficit, baby's going to have issues. Amen. Amen. I tell parents all the time, man, think about what you're doing when you're having all these kids. Ephesians 6 tells us to girt. Look at 
Look at somebody and say, girt. Girt our loins with truth. Girt means to attach or fasten. And our loins are our hips. Amen. Some of us got more loin than others. (laughs) But it's all loins. (laughs) No matter how much loin you got, you better girt. That's girt, not girth. Girt. (laughs) I'm on a roll. I'll be here all night. (laughs) Is this thing on? (laughs) So in essence, (laughs) the word is telling us to holster ourselves with what? With truth. The belt holds the entire suit together and keeps it from falling down. Isn't that what a belt does? Amen. Our lives must be secured with the consistent truth of the word and we must use it to stand against the lies of the enemy. To hold the whole suit together, we have to have truth and we have to fasten this belt of truth around us. And that's very important because truth is understanding the truth of God will keep you protected. Because when people come with erroneous doctrine, erroneous information, different things. And, you know, some of y'all now, I mean, I I get your testimonies and stuff, and I'm so proud of you. I mean, the folks come to you, you know what to say, you know how to answer them, you know how to behave yourself. And that's wonderful. We've gone through that period where we were so adamant that folks couldn't stand us. Now, folks like us around because we don't pull out the big guns until you draw first. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying don't draw. Be ready. But. You know, we don't, we don't have to go around dogging what folks are doing out. Some of y'all go visit, you know, your parents, different things, and they have things to say that don't line up per se with the truth that you may have received. You got new revelation and all that, but you know how to be quiet, right? Just, just hush. Just hush. Ain't time for revelation at the Thanksgiving table. It's time to eat. Amen? That's eating time. Shut up. Amen. Don't go to arguing and stuff and all of that. No, we know how to... But we understand the truth so that we won't be thrown off course by lies. Amen? Because they are making these things so closely related. Now, Islam and different things. Amen. But anyway, so we got to make sure we are girt about with truth. We got to have the belt of truth on so that we know when the lie comes. We can challenge the lie. We can pick the lie apart. And we can speak the truth. Amen? Righteousness. This is our breastplate. We must use this breastplate. Or the breastplate to protect our hearts. The righteousness of God is essentially our what? Right alignment. It's to be rightly aligned with God. That's God's righteousness. God's righteousness, everything is rightly aligned. For us to have his righteousness, we are lined up rightfully with him. Does that make sense? We're lined up with his way. We're lined up with the way he does things. We are following what his word says. That's not easy. Look at somebody and say, that's not easy. It's not easy because in our humanness and in our issues and all that we've been through and all these different things, sometimes that's very difficult. But we have to stay rightly aligned with God. That is the righteousness. And that becomes our breastplate. How does it become our breastplate? When we are on one accord with God, our desires conform to his. Fleshly desires cannot penetrate our hearts when we are protected by the breastplate of righteousness. Did you hear that? 
That's what a breastplate does. It protects your heart. That's where that blow comes. That's the fatal blow. And so you put this breastplate on, it protects your heart. It keeps your heart from being punctured. It keeps your heart from being penetrated so that your desire, so that the fleshly, earthly, worldly desires will not penetrate your heart and make you choose them over God. Psalms 37 and 4, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall do what? Give thee the desires of thy heart. I love this passage, but this passage is very misunderstood because people read this passage and believe that if I do what the Lord says, he's going to give me what I want. That is not what this passage is saying. Look at somebody say, that's not what it's saying. No, it's saying that it, once you're delighted in God, then he gives you what you should desire. He gives you the desires of your heart, meaning he puts his desires in your heart. You begin to desire what he desires. Does that make sense? Yeah, that could be very confusing if you read it wrong. Well, I've been doing everything God says, and I still haven't got it. Well, what are you talking about? You're mixing scriptures up. Man, we're not meriting this thing. Man, if we all got what we deserved, brimstone, you would just expire right now. No, it's not about meriting certain things. It's about finding God, delighting yourself, being pleased in him. Then he gives your heart what it should desire. Your desires conform to him. Many of you in here thought you were going to do something totally different than what you're doing right now. But God came in and changed your desire. Amen. 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 I'm going to travel the world and be a world renowned this and that. God came in and you no longer desired it. You just, hey, I just want to be in God. And whatever he has for me, that's for me. That's changing your desires. Giving your heart. What to desire. Shoes of peace. The gospel of peace. These are your shoes. The Bible says to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shod is the present action tense of shoe. Really means shoed. Yeah, that's shod. He shoed. Everybody in here, you shoed, brother, because you got on shoes. Shoed. That's shod. Feet. Shod with the gospel of peace. We should take peace with us wherever we go. I said we should take peace with us wherever. If you're a contrary person, then you don't take peace with you. Wherever you go. When you go to your mom's house, you should leave and there should be peace. If whenever you go, stuff is getting thrown. I don't care how mad she is your peace ought to be able to calm her down yeah. you ought to when are you going to learn how to talk to your parents yeah. see yeah. let me stay on that for a minute when you're going to learn folks you don't know how to learn people you don't know how to learn you don't know how to understand certain people and how they are you don't know how to look into them and see well this brother's this way so I can't talk to him this way this lady's this way, so I can't tell her nothing. But I can love her and be a friend, but I can't tell her nothing. I can love her, but I can't tell her nothing. This brother over here, he's cool. He's cool. I mean, but I can't go eat with him. 
Because he's going to go to the hog mog cafe. <laughs> you just got to learn people. Amen. His brother's cool. They, they cool. I, I, I can't have them over my house. Because they kids, they tear everything up. Yes, Amen. But I love them. We just meet outside. <laughs> I mean, come on. You got to learn. Look at this. You got to learn people. You got to learn people. Especially your parents. You know your mama's hot button topics. Why are you bringing that up? Well, see, mama, if you had been home a little more when I was younger, what did you say? And then it's just on. Then it's just on. It didn't even have to be on. You could have went in there and said, Mama, I thank God for this time. We have. You could be dead. I could be gone. I thank God for this time we have together. Let's just have some time together. You don't know how to do that? Then when she started telling you, see, girl, if you had gone and got your double doctorate degree, like I said, and you already $500,000 in debt. And here she goes, see, if you had just done that, you don't know how to say, well, mama, you know, I mean, I guess I just wasn't cut out for it. You don't know how to do that. Why would you say, well, but mama, look at my dad. It just got the bill always. Where did the... Got it taped around your arm like quarterback plays. <laughs> Why are you like that? Your daddy try to spend time with you. You got to bring up how he wasn't there when you was young. And start crying. Hey Amen. Can you move on? Do you know? Look at somebody say, learn people. Learn people. And you know, we pass. Me and my wife pass the church. Everybody in here is different. So I got to know how to talk to everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some folks I just can't walk up and say anything to. That's right. Amen. I got to say it in a sermon. I got to, you know, use. I got to A lot of times I just pray God open up an avenue. So you got to learn. Look at somebody say, learn people. Learn people. Man, some folks go kill themselves certain things you tell them. That's right. Ooh, girl, your hair is all over your head. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that's related to. She was young. She might have got drugged. By her hair. You don't know. You mentioned her hair just, I mean, so you don't know. You got to get to know people. Everyone's not the same. Don't get on the phone talking about folks. Well, she can't do this. You don't know people. You just don't know them. Amen. So you got to get people, well, maybe she's like that. Maybe something's going on with them. Maybe something's going on. Look at somebody say, learn people. When you learn people, you can walk and peace can follow you. Peace can follow you because you're going to be the peacemaker of the situation. You go in and everybody arguing and you just like, look, y'all, victory is mine. I mean, I just victory today. I, I toast. The Bible said, blessed are the what? Peacemakers. When we learn to walk in peace, watch this. We will avoid many emotional battles that come to distract and hinder our ability to follow God's orders. Walking in peace, you'll avoid emotional battles. The enemy will bring oppression, depression, and anxiety to knock us off course. But we must use the gospel or what does the word gospel mean? the good news of peace if you've ever been in turmoil you know peace is some good news amen the good news of peace 
We have to use the good news of peace to settle our minds and hearts and keep us on track. That is a powerful defense mechanism. The devil come to you with junk and mess. You get to shake it off because you have peace. Amen. You don't let stuff set you off. No, not this time, devil. You know, every time you came before, I went into a state of depression. I just thought it was all over, wasn't worth it, whatever. But now I have peace. I can shake this off with peace. That's the good news. And the peace is on your feet. That means it's supposed to go wherever you go. Where is peace? Wherever I go. Romans 10 and 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of what? And bring glad tidings of what? Good. Good things. Y'all know people like that. When they come, it's all about good things. Why are you sitting there lock-jawed and prune-faced and all of that? No. Gospel of peace. Let's bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. And you got to practice that, really. You got to practice that, especially if you're not happy with yourself. Amen. When you're not happy with yourself, you don't want anybody else happy. Other folks' happiness make you mad. It makes it worse. You getting in your car, it won't start. Then the phone ring, your cousin, I just got a brand new car. You... Did you, your car don't have nothing to do with that car and maybe if you will rejoice with them maybe God will bless you to get a car you should be glad when good things happen to other people oh I can't get an amen on that whenever, whenever good things happen and it makes you mad you have a demon and it's the demon of depression Good things happen to other people. You ought to cheer for them. You ought to bless them. We only want to bless our enemies because that makes us feel good. Made you mad. I ain't going to let that make me mad. Glory be to God. Dude, you're still mad. Think they, you know, just think you the ball. Oh, I, I, I just brushed that off. Oh, I, shot that oh, 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 I don't let that bother me. I, it is bothering you. Look at your face. No, we should bring glad tidings of good things. Make every we should be able to make a situation better. When we going through and stuff, folks ought to think about us. I think I call so and so because I know they're gonna make a. It's going to make it better. Amen. Glad tidings of good things. Faith is our shield. This is the most powerful defense against the enemy. Oh, nothing beats faith. The Bible says that the shield of faith is what? <laughs> it said above all, meaning above all the others, make sure you have. The shield of faith. Why? Because it can quench what? All fiery darts from the enemy. Y'all ever seen them in battle when they get the shield and stick it in the ground so that they can load and prepare? Y'all ever seen that? The shield is still protecting them. Even though they're 
at a vulnerable state. That's because it's above. Shield can block all of it. By faith, we know that we will be victorious. Faith puts us on the winning side and equips us with all that is necessary to win the fight. Who is greater than God? Who can defeat the true and living God? If we have the faith and believe that he is, then we know that with him we will what? That's why faith is the greatest weapon because you know by faith it makes God God. And if God is God, he's above all. And if he's above all and we're fighting for him, what's going to happen? We're going to win. Hebrews 10 and 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, and this sounds like fighting, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's a tactical word. Draw back. Retreat. But the just shall live by faith, meaning I'm going to keep pushing forward by faith. That reminds me of the man whose son was a lunatic. And he took his son to the disciples. They couldn't help him. So he took him to Jesus. He's like, Jesus. And basically, here's what he was saying. Let me say it the way it it, it probably happened. He said, look, I took him to all your disciples. I know they have the power you have, but they couldn't do it. So right now, my faith is weak. But I I got enough faith to believe that you're Jesus. And I have enough faith to believe that you can give me some faith. That's deep. I mean, that's deep what he said. He said, help my unbelief. I, mean, I don't even have enough belief to believe this, but I do believe that you can give me belief. Yeah, so even at your weakest point, all you have to do is have enough. That's why he said just a grain, the size of a, just a, if you got a dot, I'll take that and move a mountain. Just Salvation, which is your helmet. Salvation is our helmet because it covers our heads, our thoughts, and keeps us focused on the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. That's your focus, the redemptive work of Christ. So the helmet is a covering to cover our heads, cover and protect the way we're thinking. Because the way you're thinking has everything to do with your faith. All this stuff, all of them really need each other. When the cross remains our focus, then our thoughts are what? Protected. We can battle sin, despair, and depression when we stay focused on things above and not things below. How do you stay focused on things above? Consistently. Look at somebody say consistently. Consistently reading and meditating on the word of God will keep our minds aligned with his truth. Thinking on the things of God keeps us from falling into what? Sin. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think. Keep your mind focused on all of these things. Summary. A good soldier knows how to defend himself. When we are equipped with God's defensive gear, we are more effective in stopping the enemy. A good defense can stop any offense from overtaking us and yielding us helpless. We are fighting a defeated foe. 
I got to say that again because some people don't even understand. The devil has already lost. It's already. When Jesus said it is finished, is, is there anything after finished? It is over. When Jesus said it was finished, that means I've done all I came to do. And it's going to last forever. So the devil is a defeated foe. The enemy will trick us into believing that he is not defeated. But with God's defensive army, we can make a stand against the devil's tactics. We are soldiers. Look at somebody and say, I'm a soldier. And every good soldier must know how to what? Not hit his enemy. Not shoot him. Nothing offensive. Stop him. That's defense. Ephesians 6 and 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Do what? Stand. Stand. That means after you finish standing, guess what you have to do? Stand. When you've done everything you could possibly do to stand, what do you have to do? When you've exhausted everything, used everything, it feels hopeless. You feel you can't stand a minute longer. Guess what you have to do? You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Admiral Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.